0: Hello, welcome to Just Punkin' Up. I'm your host, Andy Harrison. In this episode, I have an interview with Jared Putnam. He is in The March Divide, and uh, good friends with Jen Scafidi. She introduced us, and uh, I'm glad I talked to him. The amount of music that this guy puts out is absolutely amazing. Quality music as well, and uh, he's got a good story. A lot of roots. I uh, have crossed over into punk rock, and it uh, was a great conversation. A little out of my wheelhouse, but still absolutely rad. So check it out. Let's listen. Ready when you are. All right, well, let's just start from the beginning, like where you grew up.
1: Uh, I grew up in El Paso, Texas. Oh, okay.
0: All right, and um, when did you... I mean, were you from a, a musical family or, you know, how did you kind of get into uh, music yourself? Uh,
1: I am from a musical family on my mom's side. Um, I even had an, a great uncle that had a variety show on network television, you oh, know, okay. uh, <laughs> piano player, and um, my grandma played, but, uh, but I was kind of removed from that, yeah. so, you know, it's... Well, I guess it's in the family it, it you know, it's always kind of my own thing. Yeah.
0: Did you um I mean what kind of stuff were you exposed to as a kid, uh, music wise? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, well, um growing up my parents you know, my dad always really listened to kind of classic rock. You know, at the time I guess it wasn't classic. Yeah. <laughs> but right. uh Rock stuff, you know. But what really got me into it, I had a cousin that was about five years older than me. Um, when I was five, that was listening to Iron Maiden and oh, no you know metal, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I kind of got in. I got into glam rock, and you know, because I was five, Ozzy. <laughs> <cool, Aussie. laughs> yeah, totally. So that's that's totally what kicked it off for me. So
0: yeah. And then, did you? Um, was there a point when you? Um, saw live music for the first time or were just like, oh, okay, I get it? Or was it kind of a later? Thing? Yeah,
1: well, I was already in bands playing shows before I went to like a real concert. Oh, no Not the shows weren't concerts. Yeah. But um, I saw um, my first actual concert was Pantera and Sepultura. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like in the '90s, mid-'90s, I guess. Oh, so wow, that's crazy. I was, when I was young, I was I was just really
0: how old you know, were you when you that saw I, that
1: uh 15 oh 15 my or gosh, 16 man
0: so were you like really into metal at that time or was it just like hey let's go to this show or you know
1: yeah no I was a I was a huge metal head when yeah. I was a kid and uh yeah the fact that I play acoustic wussy rock for a living now is <laughs> just you know young me would would be upset right but uh but, yeah, and I'm still kind of, you know, uh, it's when I'm on a treadmill mostly. But, yeah. yeah, like the new obituary, I just got that in the mail yesterday. Oh, And wow. I'm into it. <laughs> nice.
0: So so I, when you were into, like, glam rock and stuff like that, were you, did you cross over to metal? Or was it all just kind of the same thing? Because I know, like, the uh, the whole, like, Motley thing and stuff, you know, it's a little bit different than Pantera for sure, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think I s- slowly crossed over, you know, glam went away yeah um and I guess I I probably would have aged out of it anyway yeah
0: so when did you start uh like decide that you wanted to start playing an instrument and you know doing that side of it
1: I learned to play guitar when I was 10 um and it was from just being so into rock yeah um and I always wanted to just be a guitarist when I was a little kid you know and rip I just I wanted to rip yeah <laughs> but uh you know just over time you I don't know your interests changed I guess oh yeah
0: for sure so did you how did uh I mean how did that progression go to like you know learning the guitar and then actually like trying to form bands or play with your buddies well
1: I mean just right out of the gate when I was 10 before I even knew how to play I was trying to get people to be in a band with me oh you know kind of like crazy. I'm sure, back you know, like you got four friends. You say you're in a band, (laughs) but you, but you're not. You know know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So uh, I mean, I I was like, I was just really, I was a really driven preteen, I guess, about all this stuff.
0: Because what ten is like fifth grade?
1: Yeah, 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 I was in the fifth grade. Oh
0: my gosh! Yeah, I didn't even pick up the guitar till ninth grade. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not like I was good. Oh, no, no, know, I get I it. Did. But, like, I didn't even touch it until, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, until later. So when did you, like, actually – what was your very first band? Do you remember? Uh, <clears throat> I honest, I don't
1: remember what we were called, yeah. you know, all those ones. But my first band that was actually playing shows uh, in El Paso was this band called Seed. Uh-huh. Uh, and I had started some other stuff before that. Um, but I was playing with a friend of mine, you know, with us trying to start our first real high school band or whatever. And yeah. this dude came over uh, that was older. He was like 20 and heard us playing and, hey, man, I sing. I want to start it. You know, so we like actually started a band with that dude. And as uh, he was like a big personality, you know, uh, probably sells used cars now. Yeah. I've lost touch with him. Kind of guy, you yeah. know, but uh and with all his faults and it's kind of weird that he knocked on our door and started a band with some high school guys but he uh that was a lot of good experience he got us shows and bars and you know kind of got me introduced into the scene to really go from there so because of the experience that I had with that dude my next band by the time I was like 16 17 I was already able to book tours and oh okay you know yeah. go on the road during spring break and summers and stuff so what was the next that band That was uh, the next band i was in a metal band that's where i really started doing the metal band stuff yeah. uh called mojo mojo nice <laughs> yeah we're like a hardcore you know hardcore band
0: and that was el paso
1: yeah that was in el paso and that was in high school yeah uh, and you
0: were that. and you were booking tours in high school
1: yeah yeah we that band toured quite a bit you know especially considering our ages and um, yeah
0: like how were you able to do that and school like
1: uh you know i i was a very driven high school person yeah. too i guess yeah. i um uh, I, I actually graduated high school a year early oh, okay. um to to pursue that kind of stuff more yeah and um but yeah we'd go in the summers and we'd do long weekends you know anytime school was out yeah, we'd yeah, go yeah. on tour so. i got you
0: that's cool. Do you remember but, uh, any other metal bands you were playing with? Were there any uh, um, any bands that were important, or was it still just kind of small time?
1: Yeah. Well, we did. Um, I'm trying to think because we did do some stuff. God, was so I'm old. Yeah, so long ago. I get it. Um, <laughs> but in El Paso, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Pissing Razors. They're uh-uh. a pretty big metal band from El Paso, and okay. we were able to play with them a few times. Um, they're still together. Yeah doing
0: it um, oh, that's cool but
1: yeah you know and and that's when that ba- I actually ended up quitting that band and that's when I started singing and just went a completely different direction just the mellow kind of you know emo yeah, <laughs> from okay there
0: so what was that uh, what was the next project
1: uh the next band was this band called level okay um, and you know we we did okay that was the first band that I had that really really did some stuff um, we played with all kinds of bands. We played with Against Me and Cursive and Oh Wow, uh, Modern English.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. We
1: actually opened for that band, The Flies. If you remember. Oh yeah, that, I Ficks. remember. Yeah, <laughs> the Sunglasses um,
0: band. I love that band. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We did. Uh, we did. A, we did a lot of cool stuff. And and again, tour. That's the first band. Like we toured Canada. That was really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. First time to play out of the states.
0: Yeah. And then you guys record with that band.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots. We um, I when I was in college, I was interning at a studio in uh, El Paso, really, so I could get free yeah. recording time. <laughs> you yeah, know, good idea. Uh, and I mean, I say it was inter. I wasn't interning. I was working there, not yeah. getting paid. Right. So we could record there when he didn't have bands booked. Yeah. And um, we were able to we signed to a local label that had a pretty. Good budget, uh-huh. you know, and um, so we did uh, an album with Mike Major. Uh, he did all the early at the drive in stuff. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, because it was in town. He yeah, did, yeah. worked on all the Sparta records. and That's right. He's worked there, with right. Coheat. I mean, s- since then, he's worked with Coheat and Cambrian and some other bands too. I mean, yeah. anyway, the point is to blow up Mike's resume. He's just a really talented producer, yeah. you know, engineer. Uh, I still work with him.
0: And know, he's in El Paso
1: uh not anymore from there he went he lives in florida now oh, okay. he kind of bounced around for I mean, he was in seattle for a few years too because at the
0: drive-in is now. a texas band right yeah they're yeah. from el paso Oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah. where are uh the toadies from
1: uh fort worth
0: is that is that anywhere near el paso uh no <laughs> no not <laughs> even both i know texas but is ironically gigantic.
1: uh <laughs> yeah ironically that's where i live now
0: though is, oh, is fort Worth. oh okay that's awesome! Yeah, I just saw the Toadies the other night. Oh, actually. you did? I've only, I've only. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've seen them twice. I saw them back in the day with uh, the Chili Peppers, and then probably four years ago in in Vegas. I love love that band so. Yeah, much. they
1: they still have it too. They're yeah, awesome.
0: That's awesome. What about um, uh, Reverend Horton Heat? I've seen him. Yeah, um, but it's not. They weren't like a. Because I, I mean, I know they're a Texas band. I just sound like an idiot right now, but you know, this is the only two Texas bands I really know. <laughs>
1: I actually being totally honest with you, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. From here.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so uh, what was after that band level? I mean, what, I mean, you guys, it just didn't work out or? No, uh,
1: it actually kind of worked out for its own good. We oh, okay. uh, we were on the, within a baby's breath of signing a major label deal yeah. with uh, Capitol Records. We um <clears throat> We got picked up for a production deal and uh it was a big lull in our career. It was kind of a bummer. So that album that we did with the local label did yep. really well. We yeah. sold, you know, thousands of copies of that and toured right. our asses off and got attention from this is back in the early two thousand actually literally 2000, 2001 Yeah. Uh, where if you go out and you work hard, the major labels start yeah, you know, looking at you and uh so we signed a production deal and we were out in LA for It was over a year, year and a half. We recorded this stuff and made the rounds playing, you know. But it it kept us off. It kept us off the road. Yeah. And uh, we were so. I mean, it's a long. I'll spare you the details, but everything fell. Yeah. It fell apart at the very last minute, and it really killed the morale of the band because of everything. You know, we had paused our whole lives. You know, to get all that worked out. But we went back out on the road and we were picked up by a label called Dead Letter Records. In uh, Okay. Well, actually, as soon as we stopped work, working with the major labels, we changed the band name to The Conversation. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I listened to that one today.
1: <laughs> yeah, because we just wanted to turn over a new leaf. And we yeah. went out uh, back on the road and we were picked up by a indie label, Dead Letter Records from St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, okay. And... Uh, they put the album and the album was doing great we were doing really well but we thought we were going to be on a major label you know uh, and so yeah it didn't matter how well that album did we right. felt let down yeah and the the band kind of broke up but um i i kind of had i didn't want to stop and yeah. we were doing well like i had kind of the foresight to say like you know there's really something here <laughs> so yeah i went to the, that label because they they'd spent a you know, I felt the other thing is, I felt bad. This indie label spent like fifteen thousand dollars to put that record oh, out, wow. and then we broke up like you know two months later. Yeah. And so, they they were looking to recoup their money, and I didn't want to stop. So, yeah. I just went to them and said, Hey, if I keep the name, can I keep this deal? And they said, You know, they're like, Yes, please, yeah, please do that. So, wow, that's awesome. I, and that's when I started touring on my own. I, I started touring just solo acoustic, yeah, uh, selling that record, and that was a real rock record. But it it did, you know, in those days, things were different. But yeah, we sold, you know, sold thousands of copies of that thing. And then um, I did another album with them, uh, with that label, as the conversation. It was yeah. a solo, you know, just me solo. Gotcha. Record, and toured on that for another year or two. Yeah. And uh, but I got burnt out. At, at that point i was uh exhausted and drunk and yeah needed to do something else with my life so
0: well let's go back to to level you guys were in la for a year and a half
1: yeah i mean driving back and forth oh okay we so had, it wasn't
0: like you moved there just to do this band stuff, well kinda. we
1: basically we basically did yeah we were staying there months on end to rec- we were recording uh So, you know, we had like a major label budget for the songs that we did. And uh, we worked with a producer, Marshall Altman. Uh, He's kind of somebody, but I don't know what he's worked on. Oh, gotcha. Um, He's super talented. Yeah. Um, I just haven't really kept up with his career, but I know he's done some stuff since then. And um, Brian Carlstrom was actually the engineer. That was the coolest. Not that Marshall wasn't cool, but um, if Marshall hears this. But (laughs) Brian Carlstrom was uh, the engineer for... Dave Geriden, who did, like, all the Alice in Chains records oh, okay. and some Billy Idol, you know. Yeah. So we were able to record with this guy and hear all his stories about recording all these bands that we grew up listening to. Was, yeah,
0: so that must was, have been, I mean, so this was, like, the biggest studio you'd been in thus far? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, yes and no. There's, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, There is a studio out around El Paso. Uh, maybe you have, maybe you've heard of it, but it's... um it's called Sonic Ranch. Hmm. But, uh, and we used to record there back oh, in the okay. day because we were friends with the owner, Tony, but yeah. a lot of big bands go out there uh, to record. It's a really kind of coveted studio, more so now than it was back then.
0: Yeah. Well, the um, that Conversation album that I listened to today, it really was like a Jimmy Eat World kind of vibe to it. Was that kind of, you know, what you guys were into at that time? Because it's not, you know, super soft, it's not super hard, but it's like, perfect indie you know what i mean like in, in my eyes
1: yeah yeah that's that is uh yeah i mean that was the scene that we were in you yeah. know uh that that kind of obviously not at the jimmy world level <laughs> yeah but, right uh but yeah i mean the the whole indie indie rock 15 past your van and a trailer kind of
0: scene you yeah know? yeah and so you were out of like metal by this time like personally like oh, what yeah. were you what were you kind of into at that time
1: uh i mean back then i was into into that stuff yeah. knapsack was was and still is my favorite band yeah ever. jawbreaker you yeah, know yeah, um right. jimmy world you know yeah. we, we were always really into those guys so then but yeah just that that whole scene
0: yeah so then what made you what, what came next was was that when you started the march divide
1: well, you know, after the convert the conversation, the two conversation albums with Dead Letter, one of them being the one with the band, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what you listened to. Yes. And then the next one was I mean it's it's got drums and everything, but yeah. it was basically a solo record for me. Right. I listened uh, to that one
0: too. It's definitely different. You can tell.
1: Yeah. You know. And not as I don't know, developed really. But I um I got burnt out. I I was I had been on the road my whole, honestly, at that point, my whole life, you yeah. know, when I was starting to hit my late twenties and, um, you know, I just needed to do something else for yeah. a little while. So I, um, and I was actually living in LA then too. And I was unhappy yeah. at home. And then I was on the road all the time and I was tired of being on the road all the time. So I, I just kind of quit everything and moved to Austin for a, a little while and got a job, yeah. you know, and uh did did the normal thing and so it took and i really just completely walked away from it didn't talk to anybody and for about five years i just you know barely even played and then just kind of got the got the bug again and you know one thing led to another so
0: how did the march divide come up i mean is that uh, i mean first of all that name is awesome i love that name but thanks um (laughs) yeah like how did that how did you start doing that was just you just had an idea and you formed a band or was it just you or like how did it come about
1: well so the reason i even went with a band name uh is because i wanted to have a band but just going but i also wanted to be able to do my own thing if that's you know i i was 30 ish at the time you know so right i knew the how it wasn't very realistic to get a band together that would be able to go yeah do it you know right. so I I wanted to have the option of it either being me or a band and I did I started playing with a friend of mine that I used to play with he was originally in that band Level okay Um, uh, and he was living in Austin I used to when I would tour through I'd crash on his couch all the time so I yeah. always really kept up and when I moved to Austin I was hanging out with him a lot and we started playing and uh, actually my wife's friend Laura was gonna sing she was like an amazing singer yeah um and so it was the three of us just kind of messing around, and, you know, that's kind of where it started. And, um, you know, Laura, uh, she moved away, you know, got married, moved away, didn't mm-hmm. really, was never really that into it, to be honest. And then um, my buddy Nick, he was a sound guy and couldn't, just couldn't really commit, you know, and so long story short, there was a band for a minute and I could go through that of working with members and just kind of a rotating cast. Like there always is before I was just like, ah, you know, no, it's all good. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. You know, I'm just gonna do it my way. Yeah. So,
0: so did you record, you know, singles first or was that music for film? Your, your first record
1: music for film was the first thing. And, you know, I, I have, I know I have, uh, I know there are people out there that like that album, but uh-huh. in hindsight, I wish that I had spent more time developing, you know, what yeah. I was trying to do before I just threw out an album yeah. like that. I got gotcha. you. Um, but I've always kind of been a studio worm, you know. Yeah. Um, and I like I like to record. I like you know the how tedious it is and just everything about it. But yeah. At the time, I do. I mean, I was just really rusty. Yeah. When we did that, <laughs> so.
0: Was um, that done? I mean, did you go to a studio to record that or did you, you just have all the gear? No, I
1: yeah, I recorded it myself, which yeah. I had no business doing <laughs> for the most part. We went to a studio and we did the drums, and then yeah. I sent it to a, a friend of mine to mix, yeah, and uh, and master and all that. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, I recorded an album when I had no business recording an album, so you know? but again, it, it was great experience. I just maybe should have waited a minute to put it out you know
0: yeah so then what was the music for television I mean that came out the same year right
1: yeah they were recorded at the same time okay so it's j- just kind of one big body of work you know just stuff that I yeah. been messing around with uh getting my sea legs back if yeah. you
0: will. right and so did you um, record those and then you went out on your own
1: uh I we did some full band stuff I was still really trying to Keep it a band, so yeah. it was back and forth with that. I would yeah. do, I would tour by myself and uh, do local shows with the with a band of you know different people, yeah. <laughs> depending who it was at the moment, kind of. Yeah.
0: So are all these records that you've put out? Is it all you've recorded them in your studio?
1: Uh, well, no. So those two I recorded myself, yeah. And then the next, then billions yeah. and plus one those yeah. were recorded at the same time. And then Saturdays, the one after that, I recorded with uh, one of my best friends, this guy Taz in San Antonio. I was living in San Antonio yeah. at that time, lived there forever. And um, he has a home studio and he's a ama- He's an amazing engineer and producer. Yeah. So yeah, after I met him, I was going to his place for a while, but I have, you know, over time I've kind of gotten my skills back. So I do a lot of the tracking, and I always send off to mix with somebody else because I yeah, I just want to record more than I can afford. Yes. to go record.
0: Yes, absolutely. That makes sense. Well, I notice on Saturdays, like there's a couple rocking songs. Like I give up and uh, go to sleep. Like compared to, you know, your other stuff, I can still hear that indie, you know, distortion and and uh oh, you know.
1: That was the one I wanted to go back and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was like, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I was just kind of wallowing and reminiscing in my yeah influences, you right. know, when, when I wrote that one, I just really wanted to make like a nineties rock record.
0: You yeah. Know? Yeah. So then the, so the next one, the five years of the March divide, what, what were you thinking there? You just wanted to get a collection together of your singles? No well
1: thanks it was actually my uh my uh press agent uh-huh. that was his idea yeah. uh, to put that out i was getting some attention and starting to get some you know decent de- decent play decent attention right. you know and he thought it'd be a good idea cuz it kind of all happened at once and i had a whole bunch of stuff that he he felt like we should try to have revisited and gotcha. so the idea of that was
0: was to do that and um and it,
1: it you know it it worked
0: so is that the, a collection of stuff from the other albums or is it because i know you put out a bunch of singles as well is that yeah a collection it's that is not it's on a album? collection
1: uh yeah i mean it's kind of a greatest hits if you will even okay though there are true. at that well at that point there really weren't any hits right Right. <laughs> but, right. uh so yeah i mean it, it went across from the little eps that i've done and the singles and this and that but to that point, it was mostly EPs and albums, I think. I, yeah. I really kind of started the singles thing uh after how well, when was that? after Saturdays.
0: Yeah. So um where was that a live uh, record recorded at?
1: Oh uh that was for the most part recorded in Athens, Georgia. Okay. Oh, okay. At a show right uh right before the pandemic or at least maybe a year before the pandemic i yeah. don't know i can't remember when was it, it was recorded i mixed it during the pandemic
0: was it a full-on like you were let's do a live record or was it just kind of no by it was
1: yeah it was totally by chance it, i was on tour and played this place and uh it was a studio that had that they would have shows in yeah. basically um they would have these like listening room shows, and so that's what it was. So I showed up there, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we'll we'll record this and give yeah. you the tracks if if you want it." Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I did. And uh, there's another song I think I believe that's recorded in uh, Detroit. I think maybe one or two of those songs were recorded at a SoFar show that I did in Detroit. Oh, okay. And that guy was able to give me the tracks. So, yeah. uh, but for the most part, like all but. For the most part, it was all recorded in uh, in Athens, Georgia.
0: Gotcha. So, um, slow start records is that is that you? Yeah, that is me. Um, so, is that? I mean, have, I know that you put out uh, the newest blunderbuss, right? Yeah, yeah. And do you do you do more than that, or like, were you? What was your intention? To was it just I want to put out my own records and I want to use that name, or were you like? <laughs> want to try to do something with this label or tell me about that
1: uh really so i have a distribution deal uh with a with a solid distributor uh burnside distribution and so and i've got a lot of talented friends so it was a way to kind of more than anything wanted to be a collective you know uh, put out records with my friends, you know, and we all help each other on tour, you know, just kind of build each other, build each other up. Yeah. Kind of thing. uh, If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And we all have our own contacts and things that, you know, our strengths and weaknesses. And so we can lean on each other where we need it and help each other where we can. Yeah. So that was originally the idea. And it's kind of, you know, and there are phases where it's real busy and, and things are blowing up and there are other phases where it's, it's kind of dormant. Um, yeah, it's a dormant right now, but it's about, it's about to blow up. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's several bands. It's I, my stuff, of course, uh, blunderbust. Uh, we put out Ryan Tracer's last album. He has a new album now on a, on another label. Um, cool. but there's a band in Albuquerque, uh, the high desert playboys that we work with, yeah. um, uh, Mark Bryan, the guitarist from Hootie and the Blowfish, cool. uh, We've worked with him on his solo stuff, his yeah. last album, and um, he does have some stuff coming up as well. Uh, Band Roger out of San Diego. I want to make sure to mention everybody because it'd be a <laughs> jerk. If, no, I did. <laughs> if I
0: didn't. So. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I think that's everybody. That's awesome. How did you how you meet Jen? Uh, I met
1: Jen uh, when I was in the conversation touring by myself uh, back oh, okay. in probably 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a show in Reno at, I want to say it was like a museum or something. It was like mm. an event kind of thing. Yeah. And her her band, uh, oh, what were they? Sparks was playing. Oh yeah, the Spark. spark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, that's how I met Jen. We've been friends ever since. Uh, we did some tours together. Solo too. She played just solo, and I some west coast stuff back then yeah and uh i mean jen is she's one of my best friends I
0: oh, that's cool yeah. i love jen <laughs> she's awesome yeah yeah I mean, she's got such a awesome voice like every time i hear her play songs i'm like there's just something about her voice it's not because we're friends it's like legit good you know what i mean it's, oh yeah and her songs are yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> not to amazing. mention her songs yeah i um I found out about you because she asked me to do, when you guys did this last tour together, she asked me to do the flyers for it, and that's kind of when I was oh, like. Oh, right on. I was like, dude, that name, the March Divide is so badass. So that's how I <laughs> kind of found out about you, and then I've been talking to Jen, and she was like, yeah, you got to talk to Jared, man. So, um, yeah. So that's I cool, man. The
1: na- I appreciate the compliments on the name because I go back and forth on it. <laughs> oh, no,
0: it's great, dude. Yeah, I, yeah don't even question it it's 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 perfect <laughs> it's perfect cuz it can go any way you know what i mean it's like it can go full band it can go solo like yeah it's i think it's perfect but let's talk about the the newest record the lost causes first of all the artwork on the cover is awesome did did you do that or did you have somebody do that
1: no i as far as like visual art i'm i'm challenged <laughs> when it comes to doing those kind of things yeah. so um no that is actually that's a really cool story too there's um uh, it's a friend of mine that lives in St. Louis mm-hmm. uh his name is Bo Shoulders that does it and his uh if anybody wants to look it up and hire him too new scar design is his uh, new, scar graphic design. Design cool. new scar design
0: company new scar design write that down. but i know
1: bo from my band level back in like no kid in the '90s, late yeah. '90s. He's originally from Texarkana, and he oh, was okay. in a band called Wise Guy,
0: yeah,
1: kind of a pop punk indie rock band. And we used to play tons of shows. We were just really good friends with those guys, yeah. And uh, out of nowhere, he just kind of like friended me on Facebook one day, and you know, we started talking. And you know, anyway, I was working on the record at the time, and he told me he was doing graphic design. It's like, well, yeah. Show show me what you got. You know? <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, God, his stuff is like, yeah, he's, he's great. He's, you know, I'll probably never work with anybody else again.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I want to go look at his other stuff because it, it was like that's the first thing I noticed when I was yeah, going through your stuff today is like that's the standout album cover for sure.
1: Yeah, and he's doing, uh, I've had some singles come out since then. I actually have a new single coming out uh, Friday. Um, but anyway, he's doing the art. On all those, and yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's
0: freaking great. Yeah, like tell me about your writing. Like, how do you do so much? Do you have a writing partner? Are you just doing this on your own? Or like, I mean, I I count ten albums and then countless singles. I'm like, and it's quality. You know what I mean? Like, how are you doing this? Um,
1: It's honest to God. It's it's a fidget. I'm always, uh, and I mean, and I play for a living. So I'm not like yeah. at work all day and then rush gotcha. to the show. So yeah, when I'm at home and I do, I've slowed down a little bit. I've got a couple, anyway, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. <laughs> no, but, it's all uh, good. That's what this I've conversation got, I do is have for. <laughs> two little kids now, too, yeah. which has slowed me down a bit. But um, anyway, getting to the point, writing for me, it's almost like a fidget when I'm just, I always have the guitar in my hand and I'm yeah. always just kind of dicking around, you know, and yeah, when you're doing that hours every day you're going to eventually come up with something yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that you like and um but i mean that's really my out of all this the writing and recording is kind of like where i get the joy out of music i, I just really enjoy doing that so yeah. i'm always trying to write you know uh i'll set i want to release a song a month this year yeah you know um whether it be mine, I'm going to do some covers too. Yeah. uh, just songs that I play that I like that I like to play. But, um, you know, so I'll do little challenges like that for myself also to, to stay in it. But I just didn't, I just really enjoy doing it. it's, it's just kind of, it's just my
0: thing. It's yeah. just what I'm always doing. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you write and then rewrite like perfect it or does it just kind of come out like we're hearing it?
1: It depends, you know, yeah. um, I wouldn't say that I write and I rewrite. Uh, typically, what'll ha- if I start kind of going down a dead end or I don't, I'll usually just abandon the song altogether. Yeah. Um, but, but that's not to say that when I've got, that I don't work on it, work on the bridge, work on the chorus, yeah. you know. Um, but I've, I would love to say that I could, re. I don't know that I've ever successfully gone back and rewritten something that, Yeah. you know, and made it better, you yeah. know. Um, so I'm, I've usually got three or four at a time that i'm working on and one of them will you know cream rises to the top i guess yeah and uh the other ones i'll just blow off
0: yeah so how was lost causes recorded your studio or did you do like you've done in the past with um drums somewhere else and etc cetera, etc cetera? yeah
1: it was kind of a mix of the two um this one also like i had mentioned with saturdays i wanted to go back and do like a '90s indie rock record. Yeah, just I don't know. I just, just as a theme, I thought yeah. it'd be fun to do. And um, I also wanted to work my buddy Mike Major that I had mentioned before yeah. that I've worked with a lot. He produced, you know, a lot of stuff from that era. So I went to Mike and just told him, hey, you know, I've got these. So I've got this idea. I want to do a rec- like a rock record. Yeah, like we used to do. You know, like something we would have done back in the day. He's like all right you know and <laughs> and what um typically i'll come in here and i'll produce it myself but i had he's in florida and i'm here yeah but i had him produce it so i recorded demos of the song and i got the tempos down and i recorded like guitar acoustic guitar and the vocal if i had lyrics i had the lyrics and the arrangement
0: yeah
1: um if i didn't have lyrics i just kind of mumble a melody or whatever and send it to him to see what he thought if tempos were right what you know and he yeah And from that, whatever info he had, we were going to record, send notes to a drummer friend of mine in uh, San Antonio, this guy Jason West, who's an amazing drummer, and um, have those recorded by my friend Taz down in San Antonio where I did those other records. So anyway, that's what I did. I recorded, you know, these 10 songs and I sent them to Mike and... He got his notes together and we sent it all to the drummer and they recorded the drums in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sent them back to us. We're like, okay, cool. You know, and if we need yeah. to change anything with the you know, modern technology and Pro Tools or whatnot, you could make some changes, but we really didn't actually change anything with yeah. the drums. Um uh, and then from there I went to work and started, you know, recording it. Uh I also had the last few years have been my buddy Ernie. Garcia in San Diego has been playing bass Uh for me. Uh, I've known him for years. He's amazing, and I'm not great at, you know, I know my weaknesses, and (laughs) and bass is definitely one of them. So I'll, you know, typically send the songs, and he'll record the bass lines and send them back to me. So, um, you know, we did the drums, and I did the guitar. Ernie did the bass. We would do them in kind of different orders, but it was a little more collaborative to a degree than what I've done in a while because I was – one of the reasons I wanted to do that was to work with other people and kind of get out of my, get out of my own way. You know, when you sit in this room and record by yourself all the time, you, you're bound to fall into some ruts. Oh yeah. I felt like I was, had some, some ruts. So, um, that helped, you know, I mean, it it was really a great experience. I, the order of how we did things was kind of different on every song. So I couldn't really play it out to you. Yeah. Um, what the, the deal was on that, but I had some of them that I just wasn't didn't didn't necessarily know where I wanted to go with it. But as soon as Ernie sent me the baseline, I was like, "Oh shit! Like, yeah, this makes all the sense of the world." <laughs> yeah. You know, and
0: that's awesome uh, to have that. Yeah. It's just like
1: an explosion of you know uh, inspiration from yeah. stuff like that. So it was a whole lot of fun to do. It Was a real quick, you know, and we did it quick. You know, a few weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's. Just I think it's. Around. Yeah, I think it's important to. Like you said you know you get in your own ruts and it's t- to have an outside perspective of a few different people i think it's is key man to growing for sure even personally i do the same thing you know
1: yeah and i one of the i i feel like the fact that i that we went back and we just made like an old school rock record rather than trying to reinvent the wheel yeah, yeah. you know just kind of yeah going back to the basics and what got you into it in the first place yeah that really helped a lot too yeah you know even though it was like i said going back and doing the same old things that i've been doing you know years ago is really what kind of helped me get out of the rut that i was in at the time yeah writing and recording
0: yeah so in 2023 you're trying to do a single a month
1: i am and um yeah i am i i want to kind of challenge myself to do that yeah um I'm going to be on the road a lot and this record just came out, but I don't necessarily want to stop putting out music. So uh, my merch table is full of (laughs) merch, you know, so I don't need to go press another record or anything until I, you know, get really, because I really haven't even toured on Lost Causes that much yet. And, uh, you know, make the rounds with that and continue to hopefully build more of a base online, you know, what. With the streaming services of just continuing to put out music and yeah. having new people stumble onto me yeah um and then you know do another record when it's time to do one
0: yeah so you make a living doing music yeah i mean that's huge and this in this day and age you know especially not being in a gigantic band you know what i mean it's just unheard of for me
1: well it's not the way that i expected it to be when i was a kid you know yeah but um now I've got kids and I've got a mortgage and so I've got to be smart about it you yeah know? And so I, I do a lot of breweries and you know kind of money gig things, yeah, yeah But but uh, but I'm not playing journey I'm playing no. my own songs you yeah. know, at those uh, at those shows so yeah I'm cool with it you know
0: and I, I like that Scafidi is kind of doing the same same thing she got a full band but then can go on the road and push that name as well you know what I mean it's yeah it's such a great yeah, idea you know it's very
1: similar to to how she does it too yeah. um and and yeah it's, you can build a crowd at a brewery and you can build a crowd at a punk show you yeah. know and it and I I still get to do both and and wear the same hat while I'm doing it so yeah. I'm honestly I couldn't I couldn't be happier you know with how things have turned out I mean do I wish I had that big song on the radio, so maybe I could take a couple months oh, off. for sure. <laughs> but, you know. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't uh, take it for granted that I'm able to, you know, that I'm doing it. So I'm I'm always, always pushing forward. You
0: yeah. Know? Well, I mean, just, like, going through your stuff, you know, before our interview and, and just seeing it all, I was just like, oh, my God, you are, like, so inspiring. You know what I mean? Like so prolific like you're just putting so much stuff out and it's you know i'm a musician too and and i love doing my own thing too and i i see this and i'm like oh my gosh it's inspiring i it it pushes me to want to you know do more myself so i mean i'm like congratulations man like this is i mean it's it's huge you know there's you have so much stuff and it's great you know
1: yeah you know yeah. Thanks. I, <laughs> thanks. Like I, like I said, I just, yeah. yeah. I'm just always doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm always doing it. So.
0: Well, where can uh, people find you online? Uh, Mark, yeah. <laughs> the
1: March divide.com. Yeah. For the old website, you know, yeah. it was a good place to start. Um, you can find anything you want from there, but you know, all the streaming services, um, if you want to, Grab a physical copy. Of course, you can get them online, Bandcamp or the website. But go to the record store and you know support the local record store. Order it from there if they don't have it on the shelf.
0: And do you have are 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 any of these um, albums on vinyl?
1: Yeah, um, practically all of them are on vinyl. Actually, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Uh, The only one that is not is uh, billions. Okay. But all the full links are on on vinyl, except for Billions.
0: Good. That's good. Um, well, I think we've covered, you know, pretty much everything. Is there anything else that you want to talk about?
1: No. I mean, I, I hope everybody will check out my singles uh, yeah. that I'm working on right now. Well, I mean, check out all the stuff. But I've got a new single called Stars coming out uh, this Friday. I'm sure that this podcast won't air before this friday so it uh, might not
0: we'll we'll yeah. see <laughs> <laughs> look it up <laughs> uh but i noticed that you you put out love song uh and then fade into you just recently right
1: yeah yeah i was um at the end of the i did a my own song and a cover like i alternate i did two originals and two covers oh the last okay four months of the year that's cool and uh yeah love song i've yeah i love i love that song i like that the version came out really cool that's a good example of uh I've been playing that at my shows, just me and the guitar, but I wanted to, anyway, I wanted to do it different. I had some ideas, but Ernie, the bass player, I sent it to him and I said, just I want to get away from that bass line. I want to have like a different take on the song. So just do, you know, do what you want to do, or, you know, or if you hate that idea, go ahead and play the bass line. Cause I know all bass players love that bass line. I love that (laughs) bass line, but you know, I just wanted to do something different. And when he sent it back to me, it was like, that's where the, like, burst of inspiration came from on the recording because it reminded me of, like, a Quentin Tarantino movie or something. I was like, oh, my God. That's cool. So that's where – then I added the whistles and, you know. um, Yeah, that's, you know, that's just a good example based off of what we were talking about working with other people where that can just really spark you to to run with it,
0: you know. So why did you choose uh, Fade Into You? Because it's a hard one to – to redo you know what i mean it's so yeah well um you know it's fun for sure but it's like it, it's kind of scary to redo you know what i mean
1: yeah because it's yeah i mean i am not as hot as Hope sandoval <laughs> so,
0: yeah, which i love that song too carry,
1: carries a lot of carries a lot of weight um <laughs> she, yeah and and yeah the song's great and just the whole feel that she brings to it yeah. you know is not something that i'm capable of doing yeah uh, but I was just playing it one day and thought, oh, this would be cool. And um, that's another one. I sent around to had friends play on it. You yeah. know, it was, that one was more honestly um, something that I could do with some friends. And again, I mean, I sent it to them in other, other towns. But yeah. uh, two of my friends in Albuquerque played on it. Uh, my friend Kristen played violin and Clark yeah. played uh, harmonica. And they're both from the High Desert Playboys um ernie played bass and um anyway so more than anything it was like hey guys i'm, I'm doing this do you want to play on it? And, yeah. it and the song itself the chords it you know it's only got one change it's, yeah it's pretty easy to to just kind of jump in and lay something down so that was that was the deal with that is you know hey i'm i'm doing this do you guys want to do
0: it too yeah um the cover of that is awesome too yeah and that's yeah my buddy Bo. yeah and he did the love song cover too? Yeah,
1: he's done uh since Lost Causes he's done everything. Oh
0: okay. Yeah. Cover career wise. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I appreciate you, you know, spending the time to talk to some some guy like me that you don't know, but I figured <laughs> uh, you know, if Jen is friends with you then or you know, gotta be a, a decent guy, so you know, try to be. <laughs> I hear
1: you. So you're in a you're in Carson City?
0: I live in Carson City, uh, but my band is out of Reno. So Okay. Not much difference, but yeah. But I well, do I'm sure I'll Yeah, you came through last time when you guys were on that tour, you played Shoe yeah. Tree, the brewery. I was booking those shows but uh stopped at that point. But um yeah, next time you come through I will definitely come and hang out and like to meet you in person, you know.
1: Or let's play. What's your band?
0: My band is called Last One Down. We're a, like okay. skate skate punk band, so
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um so, Yes. No, uh, I've heard of Yeah. Uh, heard of you guys, Jen,
0: yeah. yeah, Blunderbust opened up our release show and I've just been friends with Jen since shit, a long time ago.
1: Yeah, she's friends with everybody for a yeah. long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no kidding. No kidding. Well, cool, man. I uh, appreciate it. And uh... there you have it. Conversation with Jared. It was a good one. I love how his roots are like back in metal and uh, Pantera and stuff like that um mars volta well i guess at the drive-in pretty cool stuff man i uh i really liked that one jared it's an interesting fella go check out the march he's putting out a bunch of singles all the time and uh yeah let's support these smaller musicians if we can man thank you so much for listening and thanks for the interview jared and uh